Hello, hello. Afternoon. How are you? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, pretty good. Life? That doesn't sound like a fully good. No, just a mid-afternoon good. Oh. I got invited. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. I know. Yeah, I know. A Mr. Julian Tag rang me this uh, this afternoon. I guess it was. Did he? He did. Yeah, asking for your email. Interesting. This will be the real. I can't wait for this. I, this could be the real test of uh, your abilities, football wise. What football wise? Yeah. He said. Did you say you've got a bit about you. You reckon you could play here and there. Now, now with all the talk is gonna. It's gonna. You have to prove it now. He said, "I need to have moulded boots." Basically, he's he's asked if I want to have a little kick around with Gary and that. Yeah, I've heard. He also said you need to bring your own shorts because we won't have any big enough for you. How cheeky is that? That is well, that's that is uh, that's taggy summed up really. <laughs> oh my god! Tired? I bet you've had a <clears throat> pretty busy hectic. Do, do you know what? I am pretty tired. There's a couple of days where it was just um, just lots of late night. Well, no, it's like three late nights and early mornings and. But you know, I'm on the extra train again, and we're chugging along. Ooh. Well, I don't think this is the train you want to be on right now. It's a bit of a depressing place to be. <laughs> I never write old Garrett Gary when I see him. No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, hello, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is a, That's a great question, though. If you could tell him one thing, what would you tell him? Like, advice. What, football what advice. Yeah, yeah, football advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Get some football. <laughs> what, for the team? Yeah, yeah. If, if there was something you could change right now, but you'd have well, to... Well, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Oh, that's a bit of a cop-out answer. Okay. <laughs> what do you think we should be doing that we aren't doing? I don't fucking know. I've got a clue. I, that's what I mean. I don't understand these patterns that teams go in. One minute you're scoring four or five goals every game. Next minute you can't have a shot, get a shot on goal. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I um, <clears throat> was speaking to a few fans that went to Port Vale on Saturday and the consensus was that it was horrific to watch. I think I watched the second half. But again, the pitch was shite. Yeah, yeah. The pitches don't help, but it's the same for both teams, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, they were... Sh- I don't know. Okay, my one bit of advice is you look after that golden child and you look after him good. Oh. We, yeah, yeah, as if he's treating him badly. Uh, I'll tell yeah. you my advice is Go on. trust the, the pods behind you. Yeah, always behind the manager of the pod. Yeah, so don't worry Never about Never turn on him. Don't worry about this pod. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really tricky times, though, isn't it? I mean, this is going to go out in a couple of weeks, so we might have one, two on the bounce, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, that yeah, that is true. But this last month has sort of killed any uh, playoff hopes, I think. I don't Although think so. You still last, win the last 13 games. You're right yeah, up there. We keep Look saying this, and every time we say this, we're running out of games to uh, to bring to bring up about it. Yeah, I know. Oh fuck! I've been what? asked to present an award at the EFL 
dinner dance. You have? Yeah. Hold on a minute. Where, why are you getting all these jobs? I want a job. That's that's my well good though. What award is it? Oh, I don't know if I can do it. It's going to be too ner- I can't look at out of a sea of footballers all going, you wanker. I know what it's going to be like. No, no, no. Awesome, mate. It, is, it, is it a fans one or a players one? Players. Players and managers. Oh, if it's a players and, one, there won't be no fans. No. No, I'm saying the players will be arseholes. I know what oh, they're no, like. They yeah, they were. No, footballers they are arseholes and no, they know no, it. No, no, they won't. Anyway, you must be used to being, you know, heckling and all that. the award for... Um, <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, hello. <clears throat> Flipping out. Anyway, who we got on today? Can you... We've got... Yeah. The Vickery Brothers on today. They're probably very well, some very well-known fans amongst other Exeter City fans, just for a lot of the stuff they've done. Uh, the club have backed a lot of the charity work they do. Um, they've done a few, like, marathons. They've sort of got football kits from former players and other players from football teams all around the country, goalie gloves, shorts, socks, whatever, you name it, boots signed them and they've raised that like i don't know what the exact figure is but it's over a hundred thousand pounds for charity which is ridiculous it might be over two hundred thousand. it's crazy um jack who is the younger of the two is a really good friend of mine went to college with him i was on the same course as me spent two like really good years with jack knowing really well good footballer as well and his his brother his well his, he's got three brothers his middle brother who's coming on now is tom another really lovely lad and his eldest brother is james um I believe, and he oh, is fucking Mormons. This, how many are we talking? To? <laughs> he's a producer at the BBC, right? So he's right. I know him quite well from a lot of the BBC Radio Devon stuff that I've done. I know him, James Vickery, probably. Yeah. I, I think I asked if I could sit on his lap and eat sweets. Oh yeah, you did on Twitter. I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> is he coming on? No, 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 no. We just got Tom and Tom and Jack today. We should do something for charity, like like a live pod. That, I don't know, people just, I don't know. Fuck knows. We could do, right. oh, a 24-hour pod. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that, and I was like, oh, fucking hell. But you could have players pop in and out, and people in the, from the club raise yeah. some money. Yeah. That'd be all right. Get them to do some silly little tasks. Can you stay awake for 24 hours? Oh, my God. Can you imagine how, after about two hours, I reckon I could do about two and a half hours, then I'd be really flaky. We could get... <laughs> We could get a different player every hour. Every hour, yeah. God, who would you end with? The golden child, or the manager, or the manager with yeah. his top off. We could have a few. We could have a few beverages as well. Oh, this could work. Here we go. In they come. In they. So it's Jack and Tom. Tom's the elder of the two, and Jack's the younger. You've just kicked them out of it. Have I? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> you just said, oh, shit, so oh. you panic. Right. There's always that weird and that little bit of anticipation while the audio's connecting. Here we go. Jack Here. and Tom Vickery. <laughs> Supposedly in the... Uh... Hello? Hello? Hi, we can't see you. Hello? Oh, Hi, okay. It's your new... Hello? Hello. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Hot. Oh, here we go. There's one hey. camera. Jack's in. Hey. Oh, here you go. How you doing? Okay. Yeah, very well. Thank you, yourself. Good. Thanks for coming on the uh, the pod. 
So it's Jack and Tom. That's correct, Jack. Yeah. Dick and Dom. And uh, yeah. apparently there's about 17 of you, 17 vicaries. John was <laughs> banging on about, well, there's one there, one over there. Yeah. You're two of them. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And you've raised yeah, loads so of money for charity. The Adam Stansman Foundation. Um, we're coming up to towards 200,000 now. So, yeah, it's, it's gone really well so wow. far. Wow. So how? What have you done? And how often do you do this? It's, to be fair, it's just gone absolutely mental, to be fair. We... We started off four years ago. It marked the ninth anniversary of Adam Stansfield's passing. Um, and with him spending his career in the number nine shirt, me and I kind of sat Jack down and said, right, what can we do to raise money for this wonderful foundation that the family have set up? Um, so I looked around and said, there's a great West run coming up. We're doing it. Um, and that was pretty much it. We, we kind of started training. Um, so we had 13.1 miles to, to run on the day. So we, we were well, well prepped up leading up to it. Um, so we just thought families and friends and everything like that would, would donate, which they did. And that would be it. But, uh, Jack, did John, did John donate? John did donate. Yeah, mm. he did. Wow. Put that in his pocket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, it's just nuts. Jack came up with an idea to kind of contact current players, ex players and, ask for items for us to donate and well ask them to donate so we can auction them off and here we are now four years later um that's amazing could you explain the foundation to listeners who don't know yeah so the adam stansfield foundation so let's say adam adam was a professional footballer um and obviously for for our beloved exeter city an absolute legend so um why was he a legend I just think his work on and off the pitch was just absolute phenomenal. It was, you know, his work ethic on the pitch. He, he, he's just like, his, you see Jay running around now on the pitch and his dad was identical. If you could literally put a video of them to work and to get like clips, it would be absolutely identical. When you're a fan, if you watch, if you watch football or do that, that's enough, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you that, just like, yeah, at least they're trying. Yeah. That's the thing with like Exeter. Obviously, we're not going to be well at the at the minute. We are gifted with all these talented footballers, but the one thing we really want as fans is obviously just giving a hundred percent. And growing up um, around the time of seeing Adam, I was about six or seven years old, and that's the thing that really stood out to me: him just giving a hundred percent every game, um, and also had the talent to score goals. Uh, yeah, it was just an overall really, really you can, nice guy. You, as you well. can really spot it on the pitch, can't you? When someone's putting, and you can also spot it when they're not. Yeah, <laughs> not naming any names. <laughs> it's really, I love seeing a a player busting a gut around the pitch. Yeah, yeah, like I say, it does it does show. And Adam, Adam was that. Um, so he he sadly passed away at the age of thirty one due to bowel cancer, and he was currently with Exeter at the time. So it was, it, it hit the whole footballing world, but us Exeter fans were just, it, it, you know, the, the feeling that you've got a current player at that age that's passed away. It was, it, it still hurts when you think back on it and you see videos of that, that day, um, especially when they opened the big bank up and everyone laid their football shirts, scarves, the big bank was full. Um, and on the day of the funeral, the, the foundation got all the, well, the family got all this money thrown at them. Uh, we want to support and 
So they went away with all this money and like, what can we do with this money? Um, so they set a foundation up in Adam's Adam's name, um, which the key thing, it promotes bowel cancer. And um, it also helps provide grassroots football with equipment that is vital for these, these youth football teams. Because um, there was a little story about Adam that the, the family did, did um, told us, which was, it just summed Adam up. So he went to this, he used to go and watch his lads, obviously train football, play football matches, uh, help, helped out a bit the coaching. And he went one day and the, the pitch was soaking wet and this this lad came up with just trainers on and Adam kind of went to him and was like, you, you could really do with a pair of football boots, you know, the, you, you're going to be slipping everywhere. And this lad said, I, my family can't afford football boots. This is all I've got. Um, the next week, Adam, out of his own money, went and bought some football boots and presented them to this lad the following week, which it, 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 it says it all, doesn't it? it it's... It, that was Adam all over. He, he was an absolute credit to the football club and a real family, family man. Um, so yeah, that, that's how the foundation started, really. So it is a, it's run by the family. It's is a is a tight tight family foundation, and I think the the benefits that it gives is just is fantastic. So for me, as a new fan, that moment when Jay played his first match when he came on. Obviously, I didn't. I didn't have all the backstory and wasn't around. So that must have been huge for fans who had been there. Oh, massively! I, I, yeah, I, me so and Jack were actually at the Barnsley game when he scored his his first goal in the City shirt, and it was. I think we just kind of saw it at the back of the net, hugged, really, absolutely, just it was just everyone going berserk, berserk like they do in the away end at City. But this was special. This was really, really special. I remember my looking to my dad when it had gone in. And we both looked at each other like, has this really happened? And then in the second half, it happened again. It was that sort of like, that's he could never score for us again. And it wouldn't matter. He's done it. He's done what he needed to do. And he obviously celebrated with his, you know, his dad's traditional knee slide. And there was photos put together. And it was just, it was like a really beautiful moment. It really was. He's yet to score in front of the Big Bank. Is that right? I think yeah, he yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, the Big Bank, yeah. But yeah, touching upon that moment, um, I was away when he made his debut, which I was a bit frustrated about, but I was so glad that I got to see his first goal. As John and Tom have mentioned, like that moment was just like surreal, really. No one really knew what to do. It was obviously pending um, games before. He looked really sharp like he always does, looked like he was going to score, but to actually have that moment happen in front of your eyes, it was surreal. When I watched him on Saturday, I thought, oh, he's going to stay. He's not going back to Fulham. <laughs> we, us, I think us Grecians are just praying that we can at least get another season out of him. And, um, well, like I say, I, I think we're fortunate that they had a couple of injuries and everything at Fulham and we, we got them at a good time. Um, and then they signed somebody. So hopefully it will, the main thing is is in building up his confidence at least and hopefully he can fire in a couple more goals, which... We know he's desperate for, um, but yeah, you can see the quality in him. You can definitely see he's a, a, a Premier League player. He's he, he's very, very even off the ball. Like you say, the work rate off the ball. As I grew up, I had a manager, and he says it's not what you do on the ball; it's what you do off the ball. And I always used to come away and think he's deluded. I have no idea what he's going on about. And we all used to look at him in the changing rooms while he had a, a northern accent, while he kept drumming it in. This saying, and 
Yeah, now now as you get older, you kind of realise what that saying means. Um, what does it mean? I'm got fucking no, I do know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know. Anyway, I like that Jay's quite spicy. He's got a bit of it, bit of something yeah. about him. Loves. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there was a stat about Adam with yellow cards and everything, and I don't think he picked up many yellow cards. And you see Jay, and it's kind of the other way around. He's gone. Absolutely, he just seems to love a yellow card. Loves it, absolutely loves it. Well, the one game that really stood out for me was um, Plymouth away this year. Um, it was obviously a great game, not so much a result, but Jay, that game really, really stood out, stood up for the fight, really. Um, and I was really impressed at such a young age. Have you still got that stench, David, from the away end, that game? The stench. Yeah, there was a stench. Do you know the bit that stuck with me was the bloody laser beam? I've said it oh, before. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. That did oh, my yeah, head in. The corner. Well, you're laughing, John. I could be blind. Yeah, that's when no, it took it a funny. turn. I was like, oh, I don't like it. I don't know what's going on now. Yeah. That's what they're like down there, though. So I just remembered you saying about the stench in the away end. All the chaps. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a stench. Yeah. We should, I mean, I, where did I read it? It was on Twitter that Plymouth might have got promoted when they come and play us at ours. Nah. It's, I just keep seeing seeing their results and I'm just like, they're not going to win Saturday. They're not going to win Tuesday. And you just see these results come in and it's just like endless. Yeah. Yeah. Even against us, like they weren't, they weren't necessarily like, the better side, they just found a way to win, didn't they? And it was, yeah, we were so unlucky that game. Yeah, it's that that's the thing is that's the difference between a good side and and you know like a mid table. It's just finding a way to win. Mm, we didn't have MC Donald at the time though. No, that's oh, true. Bossing it. <laughs> yeah. So, you, what have you done to raise money then? What are the different um, ideas you've come up with? So the main one really is through like Twitter and social media. So kind of reaching out to professional players, whether that be footballers, rugby players, golfers, cricketers, any sport you can really um, think of, kind of reaching out to them, kind of asking if they'll uh, be willing to help us donate like a signed item. Uh, And from there, we kind of auctioned them off on Twitter. Um, And that's kind of the main income for the money, really. Me and John were talking, we thought we could do something on here. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Well, John mentioned a 24 hour podcast. Are you sure? Yeah, you two would give it a great go at that. Well, like a 24 minute podcast. Yeah. Like 24 <laughs> minutes, yeah. I think it's. So, but we were talking, we could like raise some money for like, or we could sort of distribute the money evenly between among like these different charities. We could do, it doesn't have to be 24 hours, but it could be like 10 hours. We get different players on, manager, this, that, the other. No, that'd be. That would be really good. And obviously a lot of listeners would obviously buy into that as well. We've just had little things as well. Like John, your, your pal, Alan Tong, um, he he was brilliant. He kind of messaged me out the blue and he he donated his um, radio fees for that game. Um, So out the blue, I think whatever it is, but he just says, I've, I've, the money I've got for today, I've wanted to donate to the foundation. And within that, it was in our fundraising page. And I just thought it's just such a lovely touch that yeah. out of the blue. From the 
from the game when Jay scored at Barnsley. Oh, it was. Yeah, you're right. So Alan, Alan made sure he says it was sp such a special game and such a special moment that he wanted to donate his his um, his fees into the foundation. Which... Well, I think that just sums up Exeter as, as a club, doesn't it? And people around it. And you know, like Alan's not even from Exeter. He's not exactly. You know, yeah, he's just he's only been a player. He could have just left it, took the money. But it shows he cares. People, have, once you, I think, once you spend a bit of time in Exeter, and especially Exeter, you just become invested and you love it. And everyone around is so nice and polite. And I think that's just another example of hundreds of thousands of examples that there are of good people. Best club in the world. Easy, without a doubt. Yeah. Best community in the yeah, world. Yeah, you've chosen, definitely chosen the right club in Devon. Someone yeah. said I well, should I have chosen Devon. Torquay because they're sort of shite and they're always getting <laughs> That would be a miserable pod. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been supporting? So I'm, so I've just turned 30. So I've, I've starting to feel a bit old now you know when when you're in your 20s it's kind of you go through your 23 24 25 and now suddenly you, you mentioned 30 it's flipping depressing really um oh, no i'm not having that I'm not having that so, so i've been supporting the club for about i, I reckon I, the first i was probably six five or six so touching 25 years now of being a, a fanatic grecian are you really are you nuts about that? Yeah, I, I really am. It's, it, I kind of come home from away games and my girlfriend Lucy tells me to grow up. I'm like, in a, if, City, <laughs> if, if City lose, I'm in a foul mood. Um, well, even, I've started feeling that and I really don't like it. No, it's so hard. You kind of explain why you're in a bad mood as well. You can't explain it. You cannot explain why they put you in such a good mood when they win. And you come in literally singing, chanting, which again she doesn't want to hear, or you come in absolutely <laughs> down in the dumps because they've yeah. they've lost. And it's does she ever go with you? No, I've tried getting up. To, I will, Never goes. Uh, no, I tried my luck on Valentine's Day. Um, oh, she didn't want to go, day. and I I had to commit to not going as well. Which was that the Port Vale game? Uh, no, Is that Valentine's. Shrewsbury. Oh, Shrewsbury. Yeah, I didn't go. So I'm glad I did well. In a way, I'm not glad because when I say I've missed a game, I always feel a bit bad because I'm, I would say I am a, a fanatic, but I kind of thought I travelled the country. It's time to kind of put Lucy first for once. So I didn't go. Right. What I did you that, do though? Just watch her and I follow. No, I didn't even do that. Yeah, I kind of had yeah, to look at my like phone it. now and again, looking at Twitter. <laughs> Hello everyone. It's David here in the edit. Uh, just to let you know that while we were recording this, my Wi-Fi completely dropped out and um, I disappeared for about five minutes and left everyone sort of chatting amongst themselves, probably slagging me off. So when I when you, when you we go back to it now, this is when I my Wi-Fi came back and I rejoined the interview. Thank you. I've never, I'm not, I've never had that happen before. Just died. No. No that's a shambles. Absolute shambles. That's that's so unprofessional. Unprofessional. Me and Jack have been looking forward to this for months, and you do this to us. <laughs> Steady, <laughs> son. <laughs> Just as we were talking Valentine's night as well. Yeah. Yeah. What I was basically saying, I'm glad I stayed at home because that game was shite. Yeah, from what I've heard, it wasn't Mum good. Mum and Dad so. did go up, and they kind of updated me after the game and said it was absolutely, well, Dad's word, shite. So... Ah. 
Yeah, I'm, like I said, I don't like missing many games, but yeah, I'm, you know. I was really excited because it was under the light. I love under the lights. I thought, here we go. And I thought, I mustn't go. And then I watched it. I was like, no. This is dreadful. Yeah, my, see, I don't get this whole missing footy malarkey. If you're down, if you're down there, there's no excuse. You wait when you find no, Mrs. No, no, no. When no. you find Helen, whoever it is. <laughs> there's no replacement. Football and ecstasy will always be top, and someone's going to have to come into my life that just accepts that. John. Scott Brown. Yeah, Scott there, Brown is my lover. But he John, say that now, but when you find the one, it, it all changes, I can assure no, you. No, no. No, look at my dad. My dad is prime example. He's found the one, and football's still top. Do you know what I can totally see happening? Is you find Helen, and you'll be, oh, do you mind if Helen comes on the pod? Yeah. Oh God. On the pod. And she sat next to you, just sort of. <laughs> yeah, cuddling into him. I think I need someone who's not interested in football, because else I would my my life is going to be all football, and I need something to sort of. No, you need me. someone who's into football. No, yeah. That's like... Nah, nope. Yeah. God, bloody hell. I'm not going to last five minutes with you, except I don't. I think you're giving it all the big one and deep down. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you now for facts, Exit City's always going to be top. Yeah. And break off at this moment. And break off, fully off. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how long have you been supporting... Extra, Jack. Yeah, so I'm 21. 21? Um, yeah. So probably about the age of six as well, so 15 years really. Uh, city, city mad as well. So obviously I know, I've known John for a long time. But you stand up by the drum, don't you? Near, near, just to the left. But you need to get in there some nah, at some point. No. You, yeah, the, the app... You, Wherever you stand on the big bank, I know down at the bottom left they try and you know the, the tops off lads. They they give it some, and they try and create an atmosphere. But being at the top, looking down on that pitch with that drum bashing next to you. Well, Scott put a gorgeous photo. Oh yeah, yeah, stunning. You need to get up there, David. I don't know why you. you... Well, they need to kick up the arse. I'll be honest with you. I think they've been poor this you year. Can't, you can't say they're poor uh, and then not go in. Okay. Yeah, I think they need a new drummer. So where is the drummer? He's literally right, exactly right in the middle. There's, a, there's a. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't feel like I've noticed him. Like last year, he's fucking giving it some. Yeah, I don't they, know if they've got a new one. There's been a bit. There's some games up there that are real hot. Usually, usually the midweek games are really good atmosphere. I'm not sure what the, the the Shrewsbury game was like, but the atmosphere, like you say, under the lights, is, there's always seems to be a massive buzz, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. The atmosphere hasn't. I know last year, obviously, we were we were buzzing up near the top and everything. And do you think that's what it is that we're just we're just a bit? We've had a sort of five six weeks of yeah, very good results. So. I think there's, obviously the crowd's gone up as well. But I think a lot of it. Me and Jack stand up on the big bank and we look next to each other, and you've got matey with an Exeter Chiefs bobble hat on, matey to your right with an Exeter Chiefs coat on, and so I think a lot of it, Chiefs mm. are doing crap, and going for a bit of glory and watching a bit of League One football for Exeter and then suddenly let's hope not but Exeter kind of dip and then it'll be back to Chiefs but as long as it's putting extra money into the club I'm not against that but I think a lot of these extra people aren't fanatics as such I think they're going up because maybe Chiefs are are doing naff and doing it that way but riding the wave of riding the wave of League One I think 
What are you talking about me here? What's going on? No, the, the chief man. No. <laughs> do you look at do you look at our stand and think, God, they're boring over there? God, they're tedious. I do. If that's you any uh Do yeah, you? I look at you and I go, Well, let me tell you, we're having a lovely time. <laughs> I, I look over to where you're sat and I've sort of got like a, a grip of where and I just look at you and I'm like, he, I, he might not even be paying attention right now. He could be just dead dead zoned out into the game. That's what I think. I'm completely paying attention. What I will say is, during COVID, so our season tickets on the big bank were kind of moved to to being sat down. Um, and I will agree with you that the view sitting down is is top notch. Oh but yeah, atmosphere atmosphere wise, getting to the big bank. You you may have the best seat in the house. I'd go as far as saying you have one of the best seats in the house easily, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather be on the other side underneath the Heritage Lounge just so I'll never let all look see, see what's going on. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> just so so I can see people who's, who are attached to the club and give a little wave and, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Me and Jack kind of know what the atmosphere is like in that stand. We both grew up in the old grandstand. Yeah, so that, looked, that looked really sort of... Yeah, that was quite summit when you used to kind of rock up and you know you'd have like a rotten wood wooden floorboard like going up the stairs and is it really like, as bad as that it was pretty yeah it was mm. it was ain't it well i don't think there was a single was, seat in that stand that wasn't rusty and just like about to fall apart like tetanus warning in there must have been through the roof and the the roof was made when, when was the last season what was the last season, John, that that, oh, that it was standing? I don't know. It was it was one of the playoff seasons. The Lincoln playoff season was it wasn't there anymore. But that was the like, oh no, it wasn't. It was the Carlisle playoff season that was the last one. The last game, oh, of course. last game yeah. was the Jack Stacey goal. So like 2016, 17, I want to say. Did you see it get knocked down? Yeah, there's a there's a time lapse. There's a time lapse on YouTube of it being knocked down. If you want to go watch it, is yeah. there? I've actually got two of the seats in my dad's. Yeah, we've shed got we've got a row of seats. Have you? I love all that. You think of all the asses that have sat on that. Yeah, those seats. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I really love thinking about all the ghosts, all the the you know fans that have been there in the years gone by, and God. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. When I say run down, I wouldn't like to put a, a stand run down but it was oh do you know like i say you'd get to the last step and it would be literally half a step and it would it, it was, but underneath that underneath they used to have this like little calf which jack used to, to go in and get this a special um, yeah the, the underneath calf oh was, yeah i really really is that what it was called it, the like, underneath calf it was the one that was right next to the players tunnel wasn't it you could see the... yeah it was just so cheap you could get some right bargains in there like a hot chocolate, whipped cream, everything. Mm. Everything you wanted as a kid, really. Because I can't imagine that now, because it's so sort of plush. Like, say, so you'd go in there, though, and they'd have tried, like, doing it up. So you'd be, like, in this cafe as such, but then you'd walk out there, and it's you just, like I say, you'd rotten wood, and, but it, it, it was special. I used to love sitting there with Dad in the old grandstand growing up. My first game it, is, was in the old grandstand, yeah. I remember I was I must have been what like two or three years old, and the first thing that I saw was this big inflatable football coming flying towards me as I was like coming up. Where are they? Yeah, I don't know. They've they've died out. Where are the inflatable football? Why is nothing? Why are people not patting stuff around in our ground? 
Yeah, I think that's kind of a end of season vibe, really. Yeah, fancy dress. For your I think we need that. to. Yeah. I think we need to change things up a bit because the next four months are going to be really boring. So we've got to find some other amusement. If you, if you if you get up at the top, David, with some like inflatable bananas and stuff, and get it going, yeah, you, that'll, that'll do it. You, you know, I'd love to see stop, some inflatable. You could start the trend. I'd love to. That would be great, though. All of that. Why aren't we doing that? Maybe you could start it. I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm never ever going to start it. I'm just throwing the ideas. <laughs> if you're not out. willing to start no, it, not. don't throw the ideas about. That's what I say. Yeah, you don't do I'm that sort of stuff in our stand. If I bought an inflatable banana into our stand, yeah. <laughs> I'd get a lot of tuts. <laughs> the broad sound of the big. Yeah. Well, we're not. We're just, we just like being cosy, I think. We have, there is one guy who gives it the big one behind us. One guy. <laughs> it's funny, when I look around, I sort of look around and people are just... Yeah. yeah, that's what I think you're like. <clears throat> yeah, I am. I, I feel... Uh, I'm zoned so out. Sort of look, uh, not, we're not zoned out. We're concentrating on the match. We're not making a racket. <laughs> anyway, would you like to answer our famous 10 questions? Yeah, go for it. Keep going down them questions in uh, in value. It's gone from 12 to 10, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a famous one question. Hello everyone, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you might want to get on my Patreon. You get early access to ad-free episodes and there'll be videos and behind-the-scenes pics and it's basically a place where we can all hang out together. It's a bloody friendly community, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, if you fancy it, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. And also, Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone. All for the price of a coffee. Like a posh coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. My new football club supporter, that's what that stands for. That's your thing. So sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L, and the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right, back. Back to the pod. Um... Right, this is where I've got to go and find them. This is ridiculous, by the way, that he still doesn't pull it up. When 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 should we do like a a charity stream? When would be a good time? End of season. Yeah, probably if you're looking for the like players to come on when they've got a bit more downtime, maybe. Yeah, um, that would be good. But it yeah, means certain players won't technically be Exeter City players, like the Golden Child and people like that. Yeah, very true. They'll be returned. To their home club. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Wow, you've thrown that at me. I, I forget <laughs> about all that. Put that to the back of your mind. It's like a break. It's going to be a breakup for you, David, this. And especially since, seeing as we're having him on the pod as well. That's going to make the bond even more. He's coming on the pod. The guy, Is Joe, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what wow. a player, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's just. No words. No, no words. He's, just, he's no. a thousand miles quicker than, you know, in the head than everyone. I don't know what that means, but it's just... Lefty as well. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Lefty. Lefties are always very good footballers, to be fair. I want to talk to him about just his feet and 
just how he does it how do you do what you do and I don't want him to go uh huh well you know I'll just kick the no 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 Joe how do you do it <laughs> please we got, we got to make sure he still wants to talk to us after the hour that we get him on for don't wanna, he don't want to press he will, he will lo- he'll love it yeah maybe yeah he's a big fan of the pod he listens no he doesn't <laughs> very talented very very good player he really is yeah I feel as though he's quite raw though in, well in my opinion I feel like he's still well how old is he he's like 18 19 yeah well yeah rightly so I'm not saying it's, he shouldn't be but I'm saying he's still got I think he's still got a lot to learn but that <laughs> debut cameo um, a couple of weeks back was just amazing surprising really yeah he, I felt like the, I don't know who we were playing that night day but they were just like, who's this? Forest. Was it Forest Green? Uh, might have been, yeah. Oh, yeah, he came. Is that the one where he, that little silky, he was on the edge of the box yeah. and he like he took on three players within five yards. It was just nuts. I felt they just could not cope with him for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I still <sighs> think there's some, there's some special, <laughs> special moments to come from him. Hopefully, some goals as well. I think he could, he's one of these players. I think if he scores, I think he'll, uh, He'll fire in more and more, and then hopefully, well, a bit like Jay stands for, we, we get another year of him next year. Fingers crossed. I tell you what, you look at the league now. Yeah, yeah I was... we, have, we have a couple of. No, we're safe now, aren't we? We've got enough points now, haven't we? I think like John is it the Magic Fifty? They they try 50. and say. I think. Well, last last season it was it, like in League Two. Sorry, no one's ever got relegated on like fifty fifty one. So oh, that's right. In, West 10, what's that 10 points away 11 points away yeah but that, that doesn't necessarily mean you won't go down and that's just what no one's ever get rele- relegated on right I feel like we need to get some wins before 8 pro look 8 pro is absolutely oh. broth as, as a <laughs> it is isn't it I keep looking at the fixtures and it's like oh my god we might as well do just one big eight. pod for 8 yeah pro. but imagine if we beat, beat one of them suddenly we get on a run what an April that'll be if we get <laughs> more than Four points in April, it'll be a success. Oh, come on. Let's get 16 or 12, yeah. whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> right. We'll, we'll be fine. I'm I'm always optimistic, but yeah, we'll be fine. I was standing in the shower the other... He didn't need that detail, but I was standing in the shower the other morning just going, I'm 48. I haven't got time to stay in League One another season. <laughs> And I was kind of thinking, I was imagining me sitting the first game of the season next year, just, oh, right, Burton. You won't. You won't. It, could have, it could have been worse. You could have chosen Torquay and you could have been, you know, fighting at the bottom, losing away to Dorkin 3-2. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've got to, Yeah, they lost last night for it. It is really doom and gloom for Torquay. It's, that was a real six-pointer. Who would have said three, four years ago that Torquay would be in a six-pointer against Dorkin. It's pretty, so, yeah, it's great. So where are they in the league, Torquay? Right at the bottom? Yeah, I think they're bottom, I think. And where do they, yeah. where do they drop into? Four. I think four go down, don't they, in the non-league? And what, what mm. league do they go into, Coupe sorry? South. So, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's... Well, I think it's actually the National League South now. Not if you're listening, Charlie Baker, have a super decade. <laughs> <coughs> Conference South. Yeah. I really thought Torquay were going to be one of these sides that just literally 
do the job in that, uh, the non-league. But we know as Grecians how tough that that league is. You don't want to drop look at sides now. It's disgusting league. No, you don't want to. Drop Why is it such a disgusting league? The clubs in it just. You look at Wrexham with that squad and Notts County, and the fan bases are absolutely massive. Um, and I think once you get down and you start going to all these away games, and it's you, you're literally playing on a a pitch like a pigsty that the ball don't bounce and you you know I'm not saying Wrexham ground like that but certainly like you go to like a it seems like I'm picking on Dorking a bit but you go to like a Dorking midweek and your pitch isn't going to be good at this time of the year so I think stuff like that I think it's just so difficult to go to these places and get pick up points and get out of that league it took us years absolutely years to get out of that conference right so they drop into National League South. Yeah. Worthing are in that. I played against fucking Worthing. <laughs> mm. That's what you're dealing with, boys. Yeah. And I think Yeovil are, are hanging on as well. It could be two massive clubs. When I say massive, but, you know, you look at Torquay a few years ago, it's just a mess. We're also getting the gamble they've got. Alex Fisher on the pod, who currently plays for Yeovil, so he could uh, he could become on with some doom and gloom. Well, who's he play for? Yeovil. Where are they? Oh, they're in the conference. They're around. just above. Oh, right. Hang on a minute. Right, I'm imagining Dor- uh, Torquay dropping out of the National League South. Where do you go to then? <laughs> oh. I couldn't tell you. Like, it'd be the Ishmael Premier League or something like that. Yeah, that's Ex- like Ex- East Grinstead. Exmouth Town, yeah. You'd be playing teams like Exmouth Town and Biddeford and is nuts. It's with the manager they've got as well. He's a legend of a manager. I just don't understand where it's going wrong for him. It's Exmouth Town uh, on the 11th of February drew two all with Slimbridge. Fucking hell. Oh. They, yeah, beat, they lost three-one to AFC Totten. So this is this is what Torquay might be. The teams they might well, be that's, playing. That's with. two seasons away, and yeah, but it's going to happen. I hope so. That'd be quite funny, I think. But... <laughs> yeah, they see, absolutely hate us. Just to see Charlie Baker's face all upset <laughs> on the radio. Well, I can't see his face on the radio, to be fair. But oh my god. Okay, right, let's let's do these quizzies. All right, uh, so the first question is, I'm gonna try and have a stopwatch on each question, otherwise it's gonna be a, uh, where are we? Okay. Question one, what was the first game you went to? I personally can't remember my first game as such, but as mentioned, it was kind of probably in the old grandstand. Uh, with my dad or on the big bank with my mum um, and granddad and at half time it would be where they had the view tickets given out by Grecian the Lion so that was kind of my first real memories really fan of the pod he is a fan of the pod well former Grecian the Lion yeah yeah so your mum goes as well yeah she's a so it's it's all in the family see it can happen I could get my wife to go. You could do. Yeah. Mum's a, big, mum's a fanatic. Big as well. How do you get... How is your mum a fanatic? Because I keep just saying to Naomi, and she's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, And I said, no, I think I think you'd get into it if you watched a few. 
I just think because we're all so mad about it, she kind of has, has to be, really. <laughs> yeah, beaten down. Obviously, you've got the older brother that does sport for Radio Devon, and it's it, the whole family is sport mad. And I think Grandad, obviously, he was an Exeter City fan for over 70 years. It obviously fell from him. So we've all kind of mumbled stand with Grandad and then... Even now, Dad doesn't go much anymore. There was a romantic date on the Big Bank, Mum and Dad watching Shrewsbury at home. Um, but Mum's just happy to stand down at the front on her own. She rocks up one minute past three and she's well on her way. She's dancing away, bouncing away. and Amazing. Yeah, she loves it. She found my mum's got a season ticket now. She's... Your mum never goes. Yeah, yeah, she does. She always she... gives it the big one. She's never there. <laughs> she um, <laughs> she sat just below the, the director's box. So, yeah, she loves it. Does she go every time, every week? Not every week, but the only reason she's not been going recently is because she's uh, had a had a knee done, so. Right. She does. She will go most weeks, to be fair to her. So your brother is James Vickery, and yeah. I adore his dulcet tones on the radio. <laughs> I genuinely, I when he's when he's on, I'm like, oh, I'm in the hands of Mr. Vickery. That's your brother. Yeah, he's he's the older one. See, Jack's the youngest, and I'm the middle one. So, did you share a bunk yeah. bed with him? Yeah, I would have shared a bunk bed with James. Yeah, <laughs> did you? I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's it's hard for James because obviously he's got to be when Argyle gets three points, he's kind of got to. Uh, oh, of course be happy for him on, on radio but deep down when he uh, comes five o'clock looking at the results he's really praying that City win Argyle lose but certainly this season the headlines have been Argyle get three points every single week which drives him absolutely bloody mental <laughs> he's got a bloody brilliant radio voice I don't know why you have to um, get him on the pod oh yeah I'd love to well I asked if I could sit next to him when he was commentating at Plymouth and he Pied you off? I don't think he replied. <laughs> so, question two. I will just yes. briefly say my first game. Sorry, sorry, was, sorry. I'm, yeah, it, first game. No, it, it's mad because I can't remember my first home game, but my first away game was Argyle away and I'll never ever ever forget it because the away end was not didn't have a roof on it and all I could remember were these fireworks coming over and I don't know what mum and dad thought would be a good idea at the age of six going to home park would be but I can all I can remember I don't remember the result I don't remember the game all I remember is the fireworks you coming scared? over. Were you scared? Yeah it was it was a horrible I think mum and dad were really like why on earth have we brought him down here for this? But, um, yeah, I, like I said, I don't remember the game. I don't remember the result. All I remember is these fireworks coming over this open terrace. And it was just like, Jesus Christ, what if I... What, I, just, I it was just disbelief it was even happening. Yeah. Um, right, to Exeter, do they ever play up like that when Plymouth are at our ground? No, you, you get the idiots that uh, give it large out the Duke of York after a couple of cans of Fosters, but I, feel, I suppose it's like every, any club, isn't it? You you get these groups that don't really support the club, come out of the woodwork when it's Derby Day. Uh, the police usually have it well handled at, in Exeter. You, they, I think they shove our goal fans in the, she, um, the Imperial pub. So they get off at the St. David's, walk up to Imperial, get marched around the city, whereas you go down to Plymouth and it's just... 
it's just a hell. It is horrendous. It's you kind of get marched around the town and through the town. Sorry, it's not very well organised at all. I just felt I thought it was a nuts atmosphere when I went, and I was with my friend, a Plymouth supporter, so I was standing out the front with him. Oh, and he yes. was like, "Right, you need to walk down that what past all those fat." Well, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I think for Jack, it was his first experience of like the atmosphere as such. I think in, in previous years, he's gone down with mum, so it'd be like parked in the car, take off your f- scarf or shirt and straighten your way in. But we went down on the, the train with, it was, the train was full of City fans, absolutely packed. You literally couldn't move and it, you kind of got off the train and you, the police escort was there. But yeah, and then we got off the train station, they're absolutely hammered down and you're walking in this there's a video of the city fans walking around the roundabout. I saw Literally, that. They, that me was and great. Jack's in there, no coats. Jack's just got a t-shirt on, absolutely drenched. Get walked into a pub, enough time for one drink, and then you're marched around to to get to the ground. It's it's a good atmosphere, but it's bloody hassle. And yeah. after mm. defeat, you just kind of wish you hadn't bothered going just for that. Well, the good atmosphere, you kind of. I think next time, hopefully, next season, we can uh, we'll just park up, hide our colours, and get in that way. And yeah. yeah. Question two: Where do you sit in the ground? Are oh, you in the big bank? Yeah. So you're Pretty near the much. top to the left of the drummer. Yeah, I think it's like pillar six. Every every home game, we sneak in, and that is our spot. You kind of get familiar with all the faces up there as well. It's brilliant because. You know, three years ago, we wouldn't have known any of the people. Now you kind of have a chat about the last game, about the... the it's, it's just brilliant. What, sorry, of, why wouldn't you have known any of the people? Just like pre... Like, not a friend... Like, if we stood somewhere else, you know, we you kind of got, like, this... Okay. A group up there that stand there every single game. Um, so, like I say, it's it's formed a good friendship. You know, you have a little chat half-time, giving it large if we're, we're winning or doom and gloomer for losing and yeah it's just brilliant it's just say the atmosphere but it's just like that says a lot about the club done that the community that you kind of get friendly of random people like you wouldn't have known if it weren't for football at Exeter City so it's it's special and do you stand together then you're in the same spot together yeah side yeah. by side does your mum does your mum give it a big one no, we, we're frightened for her to come up the bit, back of the big bank with us. All right. Um, she kind of hints that she would love the view, and we kind of don't say any more because we know the language up there is absolutely foul. Oh, is it? Is it? Even mum at the front, she says the people that come in and the tanked up and they sit, stand behind mum. It drives mum nuts because she kind of gets a spot where she thinks it's going to be quiet and just like families. And it's, yeah, it's full of idiots giving it large. And I, I must admit, I do give it large and swear now and again when I'm frustrated but there's there's certain words I wouldn't say especially in front of mum yeah I've seen people go blue in the face screaming at players in front of them like ridiculous fully grown men like genuinely about to blow up like giving abuse to some footballer about to take a corner I'm thinking blimey it's just nuts though somebody at work said to me why are football fans get so passionate that they're an extra Chiefs fan they're like what is it between the two fans that Put you in a foul mood if they lose, and you lose at the Chiefs, and you're you're kind of celebrating in the pub that the other team's won. It's the 
the different atmospheres is really odd. Yeah, it's but, strange. I mean, when I, just the, that Plymouth experience I had, it was just like they were kind of looking over at us, sort of threatening to. What is going on in your head, mate? So I did it back. <laughs> There's no chance you did it back. There's no chance. There's no. I was chance giving it back. No, you didn't. Yeah, it was. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I like I said, I, I love the friendly banter. We, we've got friendly of Argyle fans for our fundraising and, yeah. you know, keep it friendly. But so, there's absolute idiots that just ruin it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get them on the pod, just have a little chat. They'd never do it, would they? No, they'd no. run a mile, wouldn't they? Question three, what is your match day routine? So you go away as well. Yeah, so we're, we're Jack's at Cardiff Uni, so hope, I think he's had to kind of choose with the fuel prices going through the roof. He's kind of had to choose what games he comes back, even though he's got a season ticket. It's like 40 quid a throw for him coming back from Cardiff. So he's kind of chosen his games. But yeah, we so we would usually come back on a Friday, we'd watch a bit of lunchtime kickoff. Premier League, whoever that is, and um, get up, park. We're lucky because I've, I've got a parking permit right near the ground, just in behind J- uh, Richard Sounds on the corner. How have you got that? So I work at the university. So it's, with it being uh, James Owen Court with the Exeter University, we'd, I'm lucky that I can literally just park in there and it's a minute walk to the ground. Right. Um, so oh, yeah, that's nice. There. Yeah, it's nice. It's a bloody nightmare getting out of it, mind, with everyone. All the <laughs> yeah, but at least you sat in the warm Yeah, with your brother in we your We've got to leave the car about two o'clock when the team news gets gets announced and stroll up and get our spot on the big bank. Jack might have a bovril. Oh, bovril. Blimey. I've never had a bovril. That's a horrific. You've never you re- had one. No, do you recommend a bovril? Yeah, I highly Is recommend Is it just like gravy? Yeah, but it's... Really nice. You know, really I think nice. I'd like a bovril. Do you, yeah, do you, you put would. like croutons in it or anything? Or... <laughs> if you brought them, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> we used to have a, me and my mates actually used to go on the big bank, and we used to have a thing called the bovril bet. So we used to buy a bovril every game, and we'd all like say, "Oh, this is who we think is going to score." If no one got it right, we all had to have a sip of bovril. If someone got it right, we'd get to choose the other people to drink the bovril. That's how bad it's it is. It's not that bad, is it? No, bovril? It, it, it's, all, it's not. Is it really David? strong? David is a mature man. You would love a bottle. <laughs> I think I would. You would. It's a is beefy it drink. Who wants to drink beef? Yeah, but it's like gravy. It's just a nice. Exactly. On it's a, a meal. Cold Tuesday night. It's nothing beats it. No, no. So are you are you drinking the gravy off your plate on a? I bet you have drink? sticky Coca Cola, don't you? No, it's... I'm a normal human being. I just have a, a bottle of water. Do you? Is that yeah. what you have? Yeah. Is it? A bottle of water. Or if I'm in if I'm in this certain seats, maybe a glass of wine. But a bottle of water normally. Oh, ding dong. Yeah. When are you gonna be in the Heritage Lounge area? When's the next time you're Oh god, I don't know. I, whenever I come I feel back. like you haven't really been a heritage dude this season. No. Why? I, I, I went to I went what game did I go to? I must have gone to the, the I went to the first away game which linked away. But I went did we play Port Vale at home? On the second game of the season, I was like, oh my god, I've been missing out for eight. And I just sort of fell in love again with being in the stands and being, being with my dad mainly. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, gone on with COVID and all this, that, the other. 
I sort of thought, well, I want to go watch the footy with my dad while, you know, while he still can. So that was my thought process behind it. So now I'm all set with, like, I want to be with him wherever I go. What, ahead of the duck? Yeah, yeah, ahead of the duck. The duck, the duck... <laughs> Can I'll your have, dad I'll, come in the lounge? He'd refuse. He'd refuse. Why? He'd never, ever go in. He hates it, in fact. He'd love it. He would your dad stands in the back, doesn't he, John? Uh, he used to. And it, well, my dad, my, I don't think I'm going to tell you, but my dad's very uh, superstitious is probably the word. So I remember for a lot of last season, well, well, for a couple of seasons ago, while COVID was still going and people were coming back, he sort of took a step out of the really crowded bits. And he was standing down at the bottom right if you're in it or bottom left if you're looking at it. And we started doing really well. And then one day, one game, I think it was a Harrogate, Harrogate game last season on Tuesday night, he said, right, I'm going to go back up today. I'm going to go back to my old spot in the middle. And we went like 3-1 down or 3-0 down. <laughs> and he was like, forget this, I'm going back to my old spot. So and we I won. down the front at half-time and we won. So ever since, he's not moved. Right, so he's bottom, as I look at the big bank, he's bottom left. Yeah. What, right at the bottom? Uh, no, he's about, like, just above the disabled area. Right. Yeah. But he wouldn't go in the heritage lounge. No, he wouldn't do any of that. He wouldn't. Um, my dad. My dad was. The only time my dad would wear a suit is a job interview, and even then, he's like, Ugh, doesn't like it. So he'd have a lovely time in there. Yeah, he would. He would. I tell him that. But no, he wants to go on the big bank. So I've got. To... Let's get him in the heritage lounge. Let's <laughs> cut the crap and get him in there. <laughs> okay, right. I'll sort it then. Fine. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so you park near the ground, you go in at... So you get in there at two, or you start walking at two? Yeah, we kind of hear the team news because we tune into James on... He starts his show at two o'clock, so the time we kind of park up, he's just starting a show and hear the team news and everything. And then we either look at it like, oh, bloody hell, what lineups this? Or, um, But yeah, we so we stroll about two o'clock and then get in about ten past two, really. Yeah. Are you yeah, are you ex webmen? Jack's just uh, well, you've just got into him, Jack. Only because of Agent Andy, but good, isn't it? I, Great place to be. Mm, only for transfers, but nothing else. I love it. Not worth, not worth the time. I'm not going to comment on X Web because it, uh, people know my opinion on X Web. I think it's a terrific place to be. Agent Andy's good, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was speculation it was Matt J, which I thought was utter crap. Yeah, because I think they asked for Agent Andy's opinion after Matt J left, and he went, it was quiet for 24 hours. It was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who Very is it? Matt J. Yeah, I wonder who he is. Mm. We, we should offer him the chance to come on as Agent Andy the alias. We'll blur his voice. Yeah, anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get him on. Oh, it'd be great if we could uh, disguise his voice for, for an hour. He's like, nah, 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 nah. be great. I don't know if it's linked to. I don't know if it's linked to Duke Grill though. There's a Duke Grill on. Who's he? He was telling me that I've got to get him on the pod. He absolutely rips it to a new one with me. I went. I, I put a picture when Matt Taylor went. Um, it was me, Jack, and Matt Taylor, and I've got these like boots on. And ever since, he absolutely rips it into me, calling me Woody Sheriff. And I have no idea who he is, but he obviously knows me to everything I seem to tweet. He seems to reply and call me Woody Sheriff. Who is he? Because he gets the transfers right, doesn't he? Yeah, this is why I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's linked with Duke Grohl and Agent Andy, but I need to find out who Duke Grohl is. Because, like I say, it, it, 
it, it rattled me. I did block him, and then I thought, actually, I can't give him the satisfaction, so I unblocked him. Yeah. You can mute him, uh, can't you? Where is he? I'm, yeah, I'm I looking for mute him. Juke yeah, roll. Here he is. <laughs> how here how he is. are these people getting so much air time? But again, he, he, he knows his stuff. He kind of mentions a transfer, and then we've, we've got him, so... So we sort of know for who you go to games with. Question five, favourite away ground? So for me, I got some notes down. And for this one, I put Bramall Lane, Sheffield United. Oh, why? Um, well, me, my mum and dad made a weekend of it in Sheffield. Um, obviously, nice part of the country, really. Went to the game as well, and it was a memorable game. It finished 4-4, so... That's kind of why it stuck, uh, stood out to me, but just also the atmosphere and the ground as a whole, really. Have I ever told the story of how I got lost at that game? You got lost? Yeah. They uh, they put out an announcement for me on the Tannoy at, Sh at Bramall Lane. So <laughs> well, I recently? Like, no, no, no. Back, this, this, that, this game, the 4-4 game, I don't know if I've told it on the pod, but I was with my dad and my uncle Stu. Um, Is that when your dad just went, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck off? And go. Yeah, go. He said, go to the yeah, toilet. Yeah. I came back and I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I was. Like, I can't. Must admit, that was no. At Bramall Lane. Yeah, that was at Bramall Lane. That game, my dad missed three of Sheffield United's goals, looking for me. Wow. And I, I heard a. T I was with my dad's mate, and they put the Tannoy announcement going. John Beer, can you go to the nearest steward? And, I was like, <laughs> and my dad's mate was like, no, don't go, because if you go, you might get lost again. So I just stayed with him, and my dad thought I was had been taken basically for ninety minutes. What were you doing, John? I said, I said to my dad, oh, I really need a wee. And my dad was like, well, I'm not missing the game, so go. And I was like, all right, I'm game. looking at the stadium. It's massive. Yeah, so I, I waddled off into behind, you know, under the concourse. I'm thinking, right, and I sort of know the universal sign for a toilet. Followed, went to the toilet, came out, and I was thinking, shit, I don't know which one of these gates I've come out of. You know, like the, the vomits that go out onto the stadium. I was like, oh, dear. So I went out of one. That I thought it was. Walked sort of. Through, I sort of counted the rows. I went out. Walked, walked towards three rows. Looked down. Oh my god, my dad's not there. And you know, as a kid, you go into sort of panic mode. I'm thinking, blah blah blah. blah. I start, like for about thirty seconds, I was in this. I had to start crying, basically. And how old were you? Six. No, about seven or eight, probably. Just when we moved back from Spain, and then my I felt like a big grab on my shoulder, and my dad's mate was like, "Oh, you're right, John. Where's your dad?" And I was like, "I don't know." I started sort of crying, and then he was like, "Right, stay here. I'll find him after the game." But yeah. And you're not going in the Heritage Lounge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't. To be fair, I, I would never ask my dad about that. We should probably. I should. Yeah, probably I think we should get him on the pod. Hour <laughs> on it. He ain't coming on. No, <laughs> no. Um, Sheffield's ground. I'm looking at it. Listen, I know. I'm. I, I know. I repeat myself, but I'm like, if I turned up to that every Saturday, oh my. It looks amazing. And do you know what? They've got one of those in the corner, a lovely little building that fits in the corner of the stadium, whereas we've got those bloody, what are they, temporary? Cargo container. They've got a lovely one that fits in the corner, nice and snug with nice little slitty right, well, windows. Well, that's what we'll do for the charity stream then. We'll raise money. For raise them. some money to get those things demolished. There we go. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> What's your favourite away ground? 
I'll second. I, I wasn't. I, I went up. I was obviously at an age where I could kind of go clubbing. So I, I went up with my friends to Sheffield, and we had a weekend of it. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget it. Because I think an under eighteen was like a quid. I think it made it a pound. And I think I blagged it and got in whatever age I was. So Sheffield, you're not. But the one ground for me this year is like Charlton. I kind of walked in this. One ground I've walked in this year, I've walked into the away end and I've gone, wow. Really? It was... Well, it felt big. It's just, yeah, it's just the way it all kind of connects. There's like no gaps in the ground. Exactly. You know, you've got these big, I'm pissed off with gaps. Yeah, you kind of go to these big grounds and you've got a gap. <laughs> exactly. All connected. And I was just like... I was like, I, I was just like in disbelief to Jack, and Jack had been to Charlton, but I'd never been. And I'm just like, I keep looking to Jack. I'm like, this is just incredible. There aren't any gaps. Oh, for all, for a, there aren't any gaps. All right. It mate. is a stunning, stunning ground. So I think, yeah, it would have to be. You've made me realise I, my problem is gaps. It could be. It. It. it I think it rattles me as well. Yeah. That's what stick, it's, yeah. It sticks out to me, Charlton, the valley, is the gap. There was no gaps in the ground. And I was just like, it just makes it special. Yeah. Another fun fact about the uh, Sheffield United 4-4 game that we and Jack went to watch, we actually wore Sheffield United's away kit socks at that game because I actually don't know the reason why, but I think we might have left the socks in Exeter, so we had to use spare socks that Sheffield United had. But we came out in this Exeter City kit, red and white top, black shorts, and then bright yellow socks. Wow. So, yeah. That's my fun fact for today. What would you think? How would you feel if I wore Plymouth socks? I would never speak to you again. Okay. Yeah, Question. I'll, I'll second that. <laughs> just, what are you, just, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> right. It's really weird spotting a new club because I haven't got any of the baggage with Plymouth. I, I'm I'm starting to get it, having been away. But I, they're just they're just Plymouth to me. Probably having this done to you is enough for you to go. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. There's that, but they're just Plymouth to me. <laughs> Just nice. That's ridiculous. Oh. That's ridiculous. You hate them with a passion. I will. I'll grow to hate oh, them. Oh, big time. I literally watched the whole game last night, absolutely praying that Cheltenham were going to sneak it or win on pens. And when I got one on pens last night and there was a pitch invasion, I literally went to bed feeling sick. Absolutely sick. Right. That, that and that's just. Said, though. They have been excellent, obviously, with our fundraising. So many players, people at the club. At the Amazing. Yeah. So. Okay, but there's still a bunch of tossers. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we, there is nice people from Plymouth. We've, we've, you know, when we interviewed Josh Whittaker, he proved that there is nice, nice people from. Of there. course, my friend Michael. Yeah. Fantastic. Very I, rare. I can't vouch vouch for him, but Josh Whittaker's nice. <laughs> Honestly, there's some there's some nice ones. Dan Gleesack. Oh God, not him! He he's done us a few weeks in a row on that live stream, and that's ridiculous. He's a play. I think he's Plymouth, Dan Gleeson. Yeah, he right. is. He is um, question six: least favourite away ground. I think for me, it's it's the obvious Forest Green Rovers. Honestly, um, they get a kick but, in every yeah, pod. every pod they get an absolute hammering. I'm gonna say Forest Green, but <laughs> I absolutely despair Port Vale. And that, crap. And that. I, I, crap. I just think it is just so soulless. It's a massive ground, 
I think they get like 5,000 that watch them. There's nothing near the ground. We usually play them away on a Tuesday night, which me and Jack have done loads of times. The Saturday just gone. I said to Jack, we're not doing Port Vale away again. I'm absolutely sick to death with that. <laughs> not only that, they've whacked about 500 pillars in the way at the away end, so you can't watch them. Yeah, it's, it's just a real bizarre feeling. And, yeah, the fact that it's got nothing near the ground, and like I say, it's soulless. The, you just feel like you're miles away from the pitch. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just... They've got, like, this wasted bit of grass, or I think they, they were on TV the other week, and they picked up on it. Like, you've got the touchline, and then huge amounts of grass to, like, the stand. It's just... Yeah, I'm looking at it now, yeah. Yeah, I think, for me, it would have to be Port Vale. Absolutely despair it. I'm impressed that you hate it so much, but you still go and watch Exeter there. Yeah, I'd say I've, I think I've, I've stopped. So let's say the, the last away game with the other weekend, which we lost, we, me and Jack, we, we've done pretty much all the away games this this season. But I was like, Port Vale away, we're not doing. No. End of. No, <laughs> we've played there twice already this season, so forget that. Yeah, was... yeah. Is that yours, Jack? Uh, well, I had it down, but I can't. No, not Port Vale. Sorry, Forest Green. But they get enough. They get enough abuse. So I'm for me, amazed. Put, I thought they were a lovely little family club that everyone loved. No, mm. for me, I put Crawley Town. Oh, great shout! Great shout! Tuesday night, I think we went last year. Um, nothing around the ground. Um, we obviously <laughs> won, but it was just. Crap! You're right by a roundabout with a pretend big football on it that's now all mouldy. <laughs> I've I've been a few right. times to crawl in. I thought, Christ, if I lived there, I'd have the life sucked out of me. Do you know me and Naomi ran a little comedy night at Crawley Football Club? How many did you get there? Five. That's sixteen. <laughs> it is Do you pretty. know well, That's why because I went to watch them a few times. I think they were in the conference. My uncle always used to go, and I tried to get into them, and I just couldn't. And I don't. It had something to do with their temporary stands and. Oh, the gazebo he's standing on that. No, yeah, crap, crap, crap. Yeah, I agree. There's no no atmosphere whatsoever, and it's. I think we walked a mile to a pub, didn't we, Jack? Yeah, yeah. It was just, just like at least we won. But who who is supporting Crawley? Who? Yeah, there's nobody there. There's My no, uncle. Yeah, well, there's one. Paul Sod. Yeah, Paul Sod. Paul Sod. I do feel I do feel sorry for them though because this whole crypto wag me situation is really crap, and I want I don't want that to happen to any team, but yeah, especially us. Yeah, yeah, they're buggered, Crawley. You've seen the the, the man, the players at that Tom Nichols ex City player. That was really bizarre how he just left, didn't they? It wasn't like no build up. He wasn't he wasn't being played, was he? he just they weren't playing him, so he just wanted needed his game time and, and went. But he was a captain, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was a, a captain, captain not playing. But for, whether crazy. it was an ownership issue or whatever, I don't know. But then they just sold him to their rivals, basically, who were fat, fighting relegation with him. Yeah, very odd. I'm surprised Crawley hasn't come up before. Okay, question seven. If you could travel back in time, which game would you watch? Obviously, recently, I'd have to say Barrow last season. I can't um, believe I, that's one of the first games I've watched and everyone travels back to watch it. But obviously, I feel that would kind of be everyone. So, 
One for me was Liverpool in 2011. We played them in the League Cup. But lucky enough, I was mascot for the game. So the whole experience was just surreal. Right. What is that like? What's that like? It was just so surreal because growing up, I had a soft spot for Liverpool as well. Um, And they had the likes of, I think Dal Gleish was their manager. They had Luis Suarez, Pepe Reina. It was nuts. I just, I think I said before, I can't imagine being, how old were you? Sort of 11? Yeah. I can't imagine being that age and actually being with the players in the flesh because they were always just on TV for me. So to actually walk out on the pitch with them. And that's when we had the, obviously that side was the tunnel. So it was really impact, uh, close close together and all of, it, all of us as mascots walked out with the Liverpool players. So I walked out with Charlie Adam and just in front of me was Pepe Reina, Luis Suarez a couple behind. It was just, yeah, it was mental. And a full house. Yeah. yeah easy, always a, always a full house. And we managed to score, to be fair, so... And it was only 3-1, so... Yeah, overall, that that one, or the Barrow one for me. Hmm. What about yours? Uh, I think for me, I, I'm going to say it, and people are going to think, what on earth is he going on about? But it was back in 2004, and it was St Albans away, and it was the most surreal... Thing I've ever witnessed. If you can, if you can watch the highlights down the road, it was Watford were playing in the Premier League, and the game got called off. The rain was that bad, and you couldn't even pass the ball. And I, I, I literally watched it this afternoon because I, I thought it's just absolutely mental. And the game car- got carried on playing. What is this? Some Albans against Exeter. Yeah, Saint Albans. Right. So it was in the conference days, and it was it was. We, we scored a last-minute goal, Dean Moxie, but it was the fact that you skipped the video into five minutes and there is absolute... The pitch is flooded. And like I say, Watford down the road in the Premier League was called off. It was never absolutely... Seen. I've never seen... It, I mean, no, this looks brilliant. Is it 2-1 to Exeter? Me and Mum got the coach and people got off the coach. It was a sunny day with no coats on and they were... It, this storm came from nowhere. And the, if you can see the highlights of it, the pitch is absolutely flooded. You, they're, passing, they're passing the ball and it's not even moving. I don't know if you've seen that Argyle, the Argyle Bolton, and it's a big video where the, the player passes the ball back to the keeper and it gets stuck in the water and Argyle go on and score. Oh but this is worse. I'm, watch, I'm watching it now. I'm watching it now. If, if you skip it to like the fifth minute, sixth minute, it's absolutely incredible how it was even carried on playing. But like I say, Watford, six miles down the road in the Premier League, was off. It got abandoned. I have no idea. It was a real... Like I say, you walk through a park and you just got to this ground. It's no bigger than, like, Tivy Town. And it was an away day that I really wanted to do. Mum agreed to it, got on the coach with me, and, yeah, there's something that always sticks out to me. And if I could go back to that and being in that away end with... 500 mad Grecians, no roof, getting absolutely peppered wet. That ground looks horrendous. And the game continuing, I'll just never, ever understand how the referee didn't think that enough's enough now. But Dean Moxie scored in the 89th minute to made it even more special coming away from there with a 2-1 win. 
But obviously Argyle a few years ago, that Ollie Watkins magic on the edge of the box, weak foot, which their manager looked up and said he slipped. Um, oh yeah, what a day that was. And I, I just found myself like celebrating at the top of the big bank and within half a minute, I'm at the front of the big bank dancing around. Like, didn't know how I got down there. And it's just like, when you look back on that, it's special moments that you... My uh, my mate tells quite a like a funny story of how he just he was coming back from the toilet as like sort of the all that a chance could be on it sort of took on a few players and he said a lot of people had heard it and sort of stopped weeing midway through and instead of doing up their trousers just sort of like <laughs> ran out with their like cocks out in onto the big bank like we're just that obsessed with seeing like what was going to happen people had stopped the midway through and they were running up the step you remember the old steps at the back of the big bank for the toilet. There's oh yeah, of course, a yeah. slip hazard. Everyone's falling over everywhere yeah. trying to get to the, to see the goal. It was such a special moment. It was really quite something. I th- when did he score? Did he score last week against someone? Who was it? Was it Man he City? Four and four, in the Ollie in the Prem. Yeah, he's flying, absolutely flying. Yeah, I sort of look at him and go, I can't believe he plays for Exeter. He must have been amazing. And the fact we even bombed him out and looked like Western Supermare as well. Like wasn't firing for City, so we bombed him to Conference Southwestern Super Mayor and you look at him now, it's, it's nuts. Absolutely mental. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll... here we go. This my favourite question. Who's the best player you've seen in the flesh? So for me, outside of Exeter, I was fortunate a couple of seasons ago to go and watch Barcelona. And watching Messi, it was just nuts. You kind of see him walk around the pitch and it's just like he is so lazy off the ball, but clever at the same time. He'll kind of weave off to the touchline and then suddenly he's one-on-one with the keeper and scoring. And it's just like you see, he just just strolls around the pitch and you look at he's one of the greatest ever players of all time. And but when you watch him in live, obviously the new camp is nuts. You kind of stood, I was the second tier up and still looking down on it. And you kind of watch Messi and he is wow. Like I say, he's so he's I wouldn't when I say lazy but clever, he just draws the players that the players obviously think he's out of the game and then suddenly he's in the game and is his goals just speak for itself. And he did score that day as well. They, they, it was a struggle. They won one nil. But outside of Exeter, I'd have to say him. But Exeter, I'd have to say like Ethan Ampadu. I think when he, yeah, I think when you, when me and Jack stand on that big bank and you're looking down, and I think he was 15 at the time at the centre of our defence. Well, playing for the first team. Was yeah. he 15 or 16, John? I think 15. And like just about to turn sixteen, because Ben Crescenti was fifteen, but like a few few hundred days younger. So yeah, fifteen, I think. Also, and he's like the centre of the defence, like bark and instructions at that age, and it's just like That's wow. Nuts. Was he from Exeter? Yeah, so he, he was born in Exeter, yeah. Yeah, so he's it's, it's a shame because I look out from now, and he's kind of when I say I, I, I think he's wasting away. He's, Chelsea kind of got him really cheap. Well, one even it was just like compensation money, um, and they kind of got him out on loan. I think he went to Sheffield United for a bit, and he spent a few seasons in Italy now. But it's just a shame because he's he's a start. He's he must be one of the first people on the lineup for Wales 
and he absolutely bosses that Welsh. I think he's gone up to like a midfield position, but he absolutely bosses it. Yeah, he's out in, in the Italy, World Cup. isn't he? Yeah, I just feel like he's better than... I know he's in the top league in Italy, but I just feel like he's so much more better than that. Right. Like, and uh, he went to Leipzig. Yeah, he's... That's a, Chelsea, I think, were clever. He, he, was, he started to start for Chelsea as well. He was playing in like their cup matches. But like I say, the Welsh side, he's he's in that starting lineup week in, week out when they're playing without fail. Playing with some, you know, like Gareth Bale just in front of him, it's mental. But yeah, so I think for me, it would have to be Ethan Ampadu. Just want to say when I used to look down on him at that centre of defence, it's crazy. 15 years of age. That's nuts. That's so young. Mad. I think what I was doing at 15, like. Crossbar challenge down the park. Jack, who's the best player you've seen? I'd say Exeter-wise, it'd have to be uh, Ryan Harley. Have you heard of him? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Just like, because we had him for a fair few seasons and what he could do with the ball kind of at that level was was ridiculous. Better than the golden child? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you sure? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Just, Better uh, than the golden child. If you want to see a, a clip of him, Google his or YouTube his goal against Lincoln in the playoff semi-final, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about Ryan Harley. Yeah, special. special Say special that again. Goal. Google what? Ryan Harley. Goal versus Lincoln, playoff semi-final. Or his goal against Plymouth at their place. You know, the one where he dinked, dinked in and out. He was... He just done it with, like, no effort, really. He's striking. Like, he just never really pulled his foot back to pull the trigger did he and suddenly he's got so much power on a shot and it's yeah, just he did every, he was like if he played in the snow he would have left no footprints that's what that's what i always mm. think yeah he's... but i still don't think he got enough credit by some some of our fans but for me um i'd have to say i mean just sorry what was his position midfield or striker or midfielder yeah midfield okay i'm looking at his i'm looking at his goal then here we go. It was just effortless. Everything he did was effortless. Yeah, he was sublime. He was, honestly, one of the best players I've, like, genuinely ever laid eyes on. He He's like one of my footballing idols, easily. Forget any of these half-assed Premier League players. It was, for me, it was Ryan Harley. That goal he scored against Torquay as well in the playoffs semi-final. There's so many goals, so many oh, yeah, incredible wow. goals he scored. And then the two at Plymouth as well. Yeah, it's just yeah. endless. That Torquay goal is special though, wasn't it? The, the fact that that literally turned the... Yeah, and it goes through about... Nowhere. There wasn't a shot on and it went through the legs of about 400 people and went into the bottom corner and all of a sudden everyone's believing again. But that's what he well, was. It was like weaker foot as well, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember, like was, but... Was it... That's what he I'm was. Sure he could a... turn a game like that. He was like... he was like We've had a lot of players like, like Alan Gow, Nicky Law... Ryan Harley, Jeff now more recently, those kinds of players. We've we've always been in my lifetime very fortunate to have someone like that. Didn't score many goals. No, that wasn't his it, See, this is this 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 says a lot about you, David. I would say he had about two hundred appearances and scored thirty five goals. For a midfielder, that's not horrific. Yeah, not a bad ratio that. He was the golden child back in the he day. Was. was he really? He was. Yeah. We got him from non like Team Bath or something, or Western Supermare. Someone like awful. Western of... Supermare, yeah. Yeah. 
He had two yeah. stints at Exeter, three stints at Exeter, four. Four know. stints? No, two he had. All right. He was a special player. Oh, he was. He came on loan. Yeah, technically it would have been three because he was on loan, then moved back permanently. I think. Hmm. And what's the be who's the best player you've seen? Probably, obviously, Luis Suarez, that game I mentioned with Liverpool. Or even when I went up to Liverpool a couple of seasons ago, like uh, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, just like watching them in the flesh. It, on TV, it doesn't really do them justice of just how good they are. So, God. bloody hell. Certainly when you're at games live, it's, you, you just see what they do off the ball and everything, where they doesn't pan in on it yeah I didn't I didn't appreciate the Premier League as much until I moved uh, to Manchester when I watched Kevin De Bruyne for the first time I thought oh dear this guy's pretty good at football who's your favourite player in the team at the moment well, apart from Jay Stanfield obviously for more reasons than one um, I'd have to say I quite like Archie Collins, to be fair. I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, Look at John. Yeah. Chef's gifts from John. Honestly, he's, he's pretty uh, close to like Ryan Harley level for me. Some, some of the I think if you, do. Yeah, if you understand football, like, I then do. you appreciate just how good Archie Collins is. Definitely. What about you? What's your, who's your favourite? Hartridge? I think for me, Sweeney, I, I, he's great. Yeah. Every, he just seems Mr. Consistent. He's, he's had his critics like over the seasons, but you watch him now and it's just like, he's just a different, it's kind of, it's quick move to Swindon. It's kind of, he was there for what, two, three days, if anything. And suddenly he's come back and he's just, I, I think he's I think an outstanding really miss him when he's not playing. Yeah, I agree. I just think he is so solid. And even, because he's kind of he, between centre back and right back, he's. I just think he's. I think he's a fantastic player. I think his best attribute is he's a very natural leader. He's sort of a big presence. Yeah. Everyone sort of looks to him, and he's sort of calm, level-headed person. So yeah, I think that's that's his biggest attribute. Got a nice touch. Got a lovely touch. He does. Question nine. Worst experience you've had at a game? I'd have to say uh, the 2017 playoff final, Wembley. So we played Blackpool that season and obviously the game before we played Carlisle, which was one of, I could have mentioned, is the best moments I've, I've witnessed where Jack Stacey scored. So having the high of that moment before, and then go into Wembley with the players we had, like Watkins, uh, who else are I list? Watkins, Stacey, Harley, all these players, and kind of coming up short was, yeah, it was one of the lowest moments for me. And was that to get in, sorry, to get from League Two to League One? Yeah, yeah so obviously, right. and that was then, and we've been knocking on the door ever since up until last year, but that was really the year I thought we were going to with the players we had. Didn't have the pod going there that then. No. no, that's the reason. That is the reason. <laughs> yeah. What about what about uh, yours? 
worst experience. Yeah, I'd sec- I'd second that. But for me, that it was a it was a game this year actually, and it was a Tuesday night away to Shrewsbury. We were absolutely oh. in cruise control two 0 this year. And yeah, yeah. So it was it was a new ground for me. So me and Jack wanted to do it on a Tuesday night, and we're two 0 up. Concedes. Was Matt, going sorry, was Matt Taylor in charge at this point? Yeah. Yeah. But we've gone 2-0 up and a minute later they've scored a real crappy goal and basically they won it in the 93rd minute to win 3-2 after we've been 2-0 up. Yeah, that was a really, so really crap day. It just... it. I've never... I've, thankfully, I've, ne- I've never gone to an away game and we've absolutely been hammered. Like, hopefully I've not cursed that now. I've never seen an absolute... Next one. Hammering. I think like Nan and Grandad always used to say to me, they done Cardiff away and they lost City lost six one. That was at the Old Ninian Park, and it was like six one, and it's like they all got like rain max as they went into weighing because it was no no roof and it was absolutely hammering down. Stewards had given them like max to put on to put on. Um, so thankfully, I've never been fortunate to see a hammering. But like I say, that Shrewsbury game just hit me really hard. I feel but like I, we have we've had about four or five of those games this season. Where we've either been one nil up and it's been a draw, or we've lost. That's the difference, David, between going up and staying in division. You seem to get take pleasure from us losing, John. Me, I don't take pleasure. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm telling you that the key facts: consistency is the most important thing, and we lack it unfortunately this season. There's a ruthless league in that you look at these teams that are in it, they get one chance, like Sheffield Wednesday when they came yeah. down to us. Perfect one chance. Perfect One chance, 94th minute, back of the net. Exactly. They done that nothing. was another one, wasn't it? Oh, my God. And that day they we played that. the best team in the league off the park. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed, yeah. And they without, get one chance. Without BB, to... without Bannon. Yeah, well, yeah, he did go off. When Bannon was on, he was... What a player. The... He shouldn't be... Special player. player. He shouldn't be playing in League One, should he? I don't know if Sheffield Wednesday have kept him for so long. It's nuts. Absolutely mental. Yeah. Less said about BB. Yeah, we got we got you had a bit of Instagram beef with Barry Bannon, didn't you, David? I didn't have any beef. Um, Did you? There was a few there was a few comments exchanged. I've never heard of Barry Bannon. That's that's why the beef started. How could you not have heard of Barry Bannon? Well, yeah, well, he, I think Rob Beckett was getting involved. And yeah. Rob Beckett was like, oh, Barry Bannon was like, oh, I'll come to your next gig, Rob. And Rob was oh, yeah, love you too. Much. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I got involved. Do you want to come on the pod? Nothing. <laughs> Question 10. What interesting fact have you got about your team? Good luck, because we've had loads. Yeah, so I'm sure you you already know, but for me, it would probably have to be that we've played Brazil, really. Like, that's just a fact in itself that's the coolest worthy fact of a mention. Is the coolest yeah, fact. Yeah, just absolutely mental. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question, that. Something that stands out to me is like, um, Yuri Geller being involved with the club. Yeah. Like that was. We've done Brazil, we've done Geller. you got to pull something out of your ass. <laughs> yeah. <I> was... <laughs> we've had a parrot we... under the ground. We've had Freddie Starr. What else have we had, John? Yes. 
to be fair, that that's really it, isn't it? That's the it's only pretty, interesting pretty thing. Good, pretty good facts, to be fair. There must be a big fact about City being the, the most common team to be playing at this new Wembley. You know, we've had like, how many times have we played there? Like four yeah. times? Well, there's some teams that have never played at Wembley, which is crazy to think. And we've, I mean, I'm sick of it. I'd, I'd happily never go back. Yeah, Agreed. I think me and Jack said that as well. Yeah. It's... Never, ever, I'd happily never see Exeter City play at Wembley again. I've done my three times, four times, whatever it is. Go away. I don't know I've got, a, I've got a fact. Uh, go on. Exeter resident, and a typical Exeter resident uses on average 160 liters of water every day. <laughs> there we are. That it's got to end on that. That's it. Done. Podcast over. That's the best. So, if our guests haven't got a fact we haven't heard, I've got to pull one. I, I like that. Yes. 160 liters. Have you had 160 liters today? Today? Christ. How is someone using 160 liters of water? That's what they're saying every day. Typical resident of Exeter. Oh, well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a resident of Exeter. I guess if you've had a bath no. or a shower. If you had a bath? Yeah, but you bath. I do like a bath. I'm, I must admit. I don't, but... I don't think I've had a bath in about ten. Or not to say I've not cleaned myself by the way, but I mean I've not had a bath in like ten years. It's got to be a bath over a shower, John. No. Mm, well, I'm I'm a bit of a freak, so I'm a bit of a cold shower man. I like a cold shower. Oh. So, and all my mates grill me for it, but I, no bath. You can't have a cold bath. That's that's ridiculous. Podcast while you're chilling in the bath, someone. Maybe, maybe do that for charity. charity. Although you go a bit pruney, wouldn't you? I never, never listened to podcasts until like last year. And Jack's like, "You must listen to this my new football club." And I was like, "Jack, what on earth are you going on about?" I'm like, "I don't listen to podcasts. I've no idea what you're on about." And a year later, here I am. And like I say, it's my little, you're on it. My little chill, my little chill time when I'm having that bath. On you go. Yeah, I so, love, uh, I love a poddy. I bloody love. Yeah, I've got right. It's just unfortunate my car's like is an old one, so it's just not an, an easy USB port into the car like Jack can listen to the podcast coming down from Cardiff. But mine's naff, so I can't listen to podcast in my car. Yeah. Well, you'll be you'll be on the podcast in a. When will you be on? Do you know what I might? It will either be this Friday or the following Friday. I'll put this one out. Hopefully, Jack will nice little. Uh, Travel down while he's listening to himself on the radio. Very nice. Do you want to talk to yourself? <laughs> Just say you can agree with all your points. Driving. Oh, well done, Jack. I think you made a good. Check point. your mirrors. I'm yeah, surprised check. John and Jack haven't spoken about their futsal. Did they say anything, David, about their little futsal gang back in the day? <laughs> I I actually get quite annoyed when I hear that you studied futsal. I didn't study futsal. Why did you get annoyed? I, yeah, first of all, <laughs> well, a... that is just the most ludicrous thing to start. Uh, what did instead you do of, for three years? Instead of the the B Tech we were on within the football academy, we played futsal. Like not just played futsal, but, but we that had our was lectures. Our... So, it, so our course had our course, which was just our course when and then when we played futsal, it was free time. Then our course could play footballs in eleven aside football. And then in the in the spare time like slots, and then our course, which you could do this. They're all the same, all the same degree. What, what, what was your course? It was an extended diploma in sports, phys, like physicalness. And oh, things. I thought you studied futsal. No, <laughs> we just played futsal on the side. Oh, right, I've got a problem with that. There you go. 
I thought you went there to study. What is futsal? I don't even know what it is. In in football, Jack said John was an absolute baller at it as well. No, I wasn't. I was awful. John was a cat in goal. I was a keeper, yeah, but outfield, I couldn't play. I was awful. I was really bad. Jack was a good player. With me, Jack, and like Mally, a few of the other lads played in like the the A team for like the last bit of of college. But yeah, it was good. Is a futsal like a hacky sack? Or is it football? It's a it's a football, but it weighs like triple the weight of a normal football. It's hard. Yeah, and a a bit smaller, I think. Smaller. Meant to zip it around. Honestly, no, honestly that those, is those I, college years. Well. Yeah, I stand by the fact that that will make you a better player than than playing football, like a better technical player, hundred percent. Cool. I like pr- the old indoors court, futsal yeah. court. Me and Jack used to travel it every Wednesday on. or every other Wednesday. We used to travel up to Cardiff to play right outside the Millennium Stadium. Not the is it the Millennium yeah. Stadium? Oh, I don't know. The Cardiff City Stadium. Cardiff City Stadium. Do, right. do, do the um. Do professional footballers play it, or is it a separate? Separate. What? So you get very, very good futsal players that will never play for a professional yeah. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had their own like England setup and stuff like that. Yeah. What? What's the difference? Was well, indoors for starters. Well, yeah, but it, it even comes on BT Sport. It was like yeah, yeah, it's on pretty, BT Sport all the time. It's pretty well watched, to be fair. Me and Jack went to on our way to Burton the other week. We went to St George's Park, the England training bit, and it was stunning. And we spoke to the steward, and she's like, "Yeah, there's an England under seventeen futsal tournament going on indoors." So it's like it's happening everywhere. Is yeah, like say BT Sport every weekend is kind of on. Is those two years were probably like the best years of my life. Like it was so much fun. I used to I, I used to love so going good. to college. It used to be so funny. Yeah. It was brilliant. So futsal's just like five-side football. Yeah. Indoors. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Let's just With a meteor that. ball. Why is the ball meteor? Why has it got to be heavier? It's heavy. It, uh, well, because if you had a normal football, like you'd be whizzing it over the bar all the time. Like, it'd be too light. Yeah, the main purpose is obviously just to kind of keep it on the floor. Yeah. So, I'll give you a game. Oh, God, David. You'd have absolute rings running around you, boy. That can be the... Um... That's the thing. I wouldn't, but... I wouldn't. That's the yes. problem. Yes, you would. I'll be five yards ahead of all you lot. You've got your charity event lined up right there. Foot's you ain't got the leg, son. You ain't got the leg. Oh, stepping in front of you. Oh, just take the ball away. John, you'll have to get your college team back to play Davis. Oh, my God, that'd be brilliant. We could get a college team versus your... Who? Have you got any mates? Any yeah, any? Alex Hartridge. Me, No, that Alex, doesn't count. You can't have them. The golden child. We could do a draft. Oh my god, you draft. We'll have a John Beard. Julian up front. No, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're listening, Julian, but you're not starting up front for my team. (laughs) Controls it on his chest, just gives it, plays it simple. Yeah, that's a charity thing, John. Get it lined up. Yeah, let's do it. Right. Thank you so much for coming on, and we will do that charity thing. Should we get in contact and? Yeah, up, yeah, up for that. Yeah, great. Should we do it at the Absolute end of the season? Absolute pleasure being on here. What's that? Absolute pleasure to be joining you on here. Oh, you two. lovely Absolute to have you. Legends. Sorry. Um, Congratulations on your nomination as well for your... Uh, your yeah, BAFTA wankers didn't give it wow. to us. <laughs> How many got nominated? What's that? How many was the, was the nominations? Was there We only got, long we got nominated for one award. But was it a long list of people? Was it... Eight, eight other films, I think. No, it's a good yeah. achievement. Oh, thank you very much. 
yeah, it was a it was a nutty, nutty weekend. He'll put his tuxedo on for the BAFTAs, but not for the Heritage Lounge, which sort of says it's just... I'm not, I, I look like a dick wearing the Heritage Lounge. Smart mm. casual. You look like a dick at the BAFTAs, so... I didn't, actually, because my wife said I look lovely. <laughs> She's got to say that. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming on. No, you're welcome. Pleasure. And, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. See you at the top of the big phone,